0: everybody I'm Mitch Goldich and welcome to episode 41 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks as always to those of you who have subscribed and left ratings and reviews. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and find me on social media for food pictures to go with every episode. My guest today is a friend of mine who has figured out the strategy to appear on this podcast. All you have to do is suggest something interesting that you want me to try and then make the plans, tell me when to show up, and then, boom, you're on the show. That is what happened here. Welcome, Emily Saknoff, to Mitch Eats Food.
1: Ah, that's a great introduction. Thanks so much for having me, Mitch.
0: (laughs) You got it. I know you begged me to be on, so so thanks for being (laughs) here. Uh, So first, some background. Uh, You went to the Philippines on a work trip. You liked the food and suggested that we do Filipino night uh, back home in New York. So, first, can you just tell me, uh, or, you know, you've told me, but tell everyone, I guess, uh, about your trip to the Philippines?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I went to the Philippines back in early April of this year, and I was there for just about a week uh, visiting some coworkers who I had never met in person before, so it was really exciting, obviously, to go meet all my coworkers, and they were really excited to share with me their food, because they know how much I like food. How much my life revolves around food and they really just wanted to show me what it's like to eat in the Philippines and I was in Manila which is the capital of the Philippines and they have of course all different types of cuisine but we focused on classic Filipino dishes while I was there definitely ate a lot while I was there and when I got back to New York I was chatting with uh, Sam and you of course and I really wanted to just share what I learned when I was there because it's so different than any cuisine i've ever tried before and i was excited especially living in new york that we could have authentic filipino cuisine just right down in the east village so i was really excited i looked up these restaurants tried to find the perfect spot and that's where i came across uh the restaurant that i wanted to take you to
0: that was yeah, that to spoil was, it <laughs> no it's not spoiled it's on the name of the uh of the podcast episode <laughs> so we, we went to it's uh maharlica is how it's pronounced right
1: Correct. And so, it's actually a word in um, the language of the Philippines, which is Tagalog, and it means freedom or some version of freedom. So nice. that's so, a fun little fact.
0: Um, yeah, so I, I was going to ask so, of, you know, I know there are a bunch of Filipino restaurants in New York. How did you pick this one? Did this just look authentic? What, you know, what stood out to you about this place?
1: So I, I honestly, I Googled. And I Googled Filipino restaurants in New York City. And good, there were a handful <laughs> that popped up. And uh, one of them, this Maharlika, it was the first one on Yelp. And I was reading the menu and the menu had lots of authentic looking things. There were lots of lots of stuff in Tagalog, which I thought was really cool. And, uh, yeah, I just picked that one. I didn't want to do anything that said Asian fusion or anything type of mixed cuisine. I wanted it to be true Filipino cuisine.
0: Yeah. So when in doubt, Google it and then go to the first one listed on Yelp. That is a tried and true strategy for sure. Um, but I, <laughs> You you sent us uh, a couple ideas. So I know that you did your research to see that they had uh, the types of dishes uh, that were familiar and that sounded familiar from what you ate while you were over there. Um, all right. So let's talk. And, and the sister restaurant, we will get there because this was Filipino night as it was built, and we went to two different <laughs> Filipino restaurants because the sister restaurant had a dessert that we couldn't get at the first place, and they're only five blocks away from each other. So this was uh, one meal with a, a walking intermission and then dessert at a second location, uh, which was a, a yep. good way to do things. Um, all right, so I have the uh, the list. We, so we had – there were four of us there, and uh, we basically – we went family style, and I think our strategy was uh, a combination of asking you – what you had in the Philippines that was good uh, based on your knowledge base and then also asking, you know, obviously ask the uh, waiter what uh, what he recommends. So we sort of just got a bunch of everything, did things family style and we all shared uh, and, and made sure we got stuff that everyone would want. So uh, the first couple things we ordered, they sort of, uh, you know, we ordered them kind of as appetizers, but they sort of just brought everything like in a rolling fashion. Uh, there were not like courses here. Um, but the <laughs> first thing was the uh, Sizzling Sisig and uh, I apologize in advance if I pronounce anything wrong here. I am doing my best uh, and mean no disrespect. Uh, but the Sizzling sisig, which was our first uh, like appetizer, and it was basically a, a fatty pork uh, with garlic rice and a red onion, and it's mixed in a skillet. So it comes in the hot skillet, and then they mix an egg into it uh, right table side. They bring it out, and then you watch them mix the egg in. And that was really good. Um, it, the pork was pretty fatty, but, it, you know, and I guess because of that, it had this great flavor. Um, one thing that's funny, this actually was a little bit spicy. And so when it came, I was like, ooh, I thought I was in for one of those meals where everything that they brought out was going to be spicy. And then it, I think it ended up being the spiciest thing that we got. Uh, not that that would have been a problem. I do like spicy food. But um, this was really good. I, I, You know, I liked it. It's just like classic ingredients, and it was just cool to see them. I'm, I'm a sucker for anything that gets made tableside, as uh, regular listeners probably. Probably no. I feel like that's definitely come up at some point. Um, but this was really good. And this was one of the dishes that you said we just have to get. You saw it on the menu and said we got to get the sizzling
1: sisig. Definitely. Um, when I was in the Philippines, it was the one thing that seemed to always be ordered. We did the same thing when actually when I was in the Philippines, we would get family style. Um, I would tell my coworkers kind of what I liked to eat. And then they would just go ahead and order a bunch of different dishes. And they always ordered some version of seasick. Um, it was generally pork. Uh, usually it's part of the pork face, cheek, ear, snout. Um, definitely fattier parts of the pork. That's probably why it tastes so good too. I did learn when I was over there a lot of people eat it as like drunk food. Um, I guess it's the equivalent of like drunk pizza here. Uh, it's a late night bar food, but um, it's really good. They also make it with tuna, and I had it in the Philippines with tofu, which I – I prefer tofu and everything over meat. I know that's not (laughs) probably your thing, but, um, I'm open to tofu,
0: but I, I like, uh, I like meat. (laughs) Um, I I love that fact that that's drunk food because I like the idea of getting really drunk and then it's like, ah, I'm ready to go home, but I could really go for some, uh, like pork jowl on our way home before I get there. Just, (laughs) just like drunk pizza. Perfect way to cap the night. Um, yeah well that, that this one this was really good. This was one of my favorite things. We're gonna get to my favorite thing that we had but this uh this one rated highly. this was very high on this. This might be my second favorite thing that we had next up we had uh lumpia again, really maybe I should be letting you uh <laughs> introduce and pronounce, but the lumpia are basically like mini egg rolls um but they're they're in rice paper they're not quite egg rolls um and it's basically just meat they're almost you could call it like pigs in a blanket. Um, But it's like, uh, you know, basically just beef and pork wrapped in this rice paper. And there are these little small uh, like finger foods. And it came with a sauce that's kind of like that red sauce when you do uh, like sweet and sour chicken uh, in a Chinese place. And it was a similar sauce to that. And these were really good. And I feel like I could have eaten a thousand of these just like snack on them all night. Um, So I was a big fan of the lumpia.
1: Yeah, they did give us a thousand of them. They gave us they must have given us about 20 of them. And they're probably no bigger than the size of your pinky. They're really small. You eat them in a bite if you want to, um, and I think they think it's a big hit over there too because there's no vegetables in it. Which I think, arguably, people, if they don't like egg rolls, it's because of the vegetables.
0: Yeah, these were good. I again, uh, they could have just kept if this was like an endless plate and they just kept bringing them out. You know, like there are some foods where you can just eat a million of them and you're not even going to notice how many you're eating. And sometimes I like that with um, with sushi and uh, you know, in oysters where it's like I could just eat a thousand of them uh, without even knowing. All right, next up, I'm I'm gonna butcher this one. Was it uh, bagung? Is that how it's pronounced? The uh, shrimp fried rice dish.
1: Yeah. So I'll be honest with you, I didn't have. I believe it's called bagung. I didn't have that specifically while I was over there, but the dish has fermented shrimp in it, which is something that I did have over there. It's like mm-hmm. a very salty, pungent-tasting yeah shrimp,
0: really fishy. Um, uh, yeah. So this was it. Basically, it's a shrimp fried rice. It's got egg, and the menu said fermented fish fry and pulverized dried shrimp, which is mm-hmm. uh, you know we're uh, being a little bit adventurous uh, going with that. Um, it was good, I mean you know it was a shrimp fried rice, uh, but again, it was just really interesting. It had this kind of overwhelming fishy flavor. Um, it also, you know, the, the, shrimp were good. They were small shrimp, but then in addition to the small shrimp, there were these really tiny mini shrimp, which like, I didn't even notice my first few bites until we're like poking around. And I don't even, I don't know if those were the pulverized dried shrimp, but it had these, it, it was like, it had two, two different sizes of shrimp. And some of them were like, I mean, I don't even know they like small enough to fit. Like you mentioned that the lumpia were the size of a pinky. This was like literally the tip of your pinky, just like this tiny little curled up shrimp that was in the fried rice. Um, you know, overall, this, this was pretty good. It's a shrimp fried rice. I'm never going to complain about a shrimp fried rice, but this was a, it was a little bit interesting, the fishy flavor. I'm um, glad I got to experience it, but I, I can say it was not my favorite thing on the menu, but, uh, but yeah, just, just a really powerful flavor, but um, it was, it was definitely interesting. What, what, what was your take on this one?
1: I agree with that. I would say it was honestly probably my least favorite of all the dishes we ordered, um, which is funny because shrimp is generally one of my favorite things. Right. But Same I think like a shrimp the, fried
0: rice, I think would be, you know, like the the star of the show, which is like an award I basically give out every episode at this point. I, this is the one that I had very high hopes for. Um, didn't didn't quite live up, but sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: I no, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. The uh, the potency of the I don't even want to call them baby shrimp. I don't know how they. They, I, I think at one point during dinner I said they kind of look like little grub worms. That's kind of what they look like, yeah. and I think I just couldn't get that out of my head. And then the really salty, um, fishy, shrimpy taste—it was—it was a lot. The fact that you even said we were poking around at it—I feel. <laughs> I feel like describes very well, I think, how we all felt
0: about that day. Yeah, not exactly shoveling it in. We also just, like, we had a lot of rice in general, and actually a lot of noodles, too. This was just a very carb-heavy meal. Um, But we also, we got a side of garlic rice, and then one of our meals came with a side of garlic rice. So it was just kind of, you know, as you're going around piling everything up on your plate for your first uh, taste of everything, it was like we had two mounds of rice and some noodles, and there was just, like, a lot going on. Um, And the garlic rice was really good, and so it was almost like we didn't necessarily need two different kinds of rice. Um, But, uh, yeah, again, interesting to try as, you know, I'm I'm being, uh, I guess I'm being polite here. Um, But then we can move on to uh, the kare kare. I believe I'm pronouncing yep. it, which was in the, this, there was one section of the menu. They had all kinds of sections. This was the one called the Filipino large plates and the kare kare is oxtail in a peanut stew with uh, eggplant and bok choy and uh, I think long beans and, you know, a couple of veggies. This was great. Uh, this was the, was this, this I guess was the only red meat that we had besides for the, uh, the lumpia, which were small. Um, but yeah, it was oxtail, so it was just, like, nice and meaty, and they gave us, like, five or six of these, almost like their little discs where they've got the bone in the middle and then the meat going around the outside, and it came off the bone pretty easily in these big chunks. It wasn't, like, the kind of meat that just, like, falls apart, but it was, like, not difficult to eat it off the bone, because actually they do not give you knives, which I'm gonna ask, I want to remind you to uh, share your story, but it was, you know, it's not difficult to eat this despite not having a knife. Uh, But the meat was really good, and I just, I loved the peanut sauce that it was in. This was, like, the perfect sauce for our garlic rice. And when I was, like, helping myself to extra rice at the end as we're finishing up, just to, like, slather this in the peanut sauce was really good. This was the best thing that we had. And I just, I I really liked the sauce, and the meat was good, and the veggies. And this was just, this was a, a great part of the meal.
1: Yeah, definitely agree with you there. The kari uh, kari, that was the other thing that I, I, think I said to you while we were ordering. You gotta get it. It's a very classic Filipino dish. Um, I think looking around at all the other tables when we were sitting there, almost everybody had it on their table as well. So it made me uh, happy. I was like, oh good, okay, we, we have to order it here. This is this is where you get the good oxtail in uh in the East Village. Yeah, and the peanut sauce. It also has tamarind in it, which is. It's kind of like a sour-tasting seasoning, and it's very prevalent in the Philippines. Um, they put it in soups. They put it in sauces. It's, it's everywhere. So it's that kind of sour aftertaste you might experience sometimes in some other Asian cuisines. I Off the top of my head, I don't know specifically a cuisine that uses it. I do know the Filipino cuisine, though. uses a lot of tamarind. And um, it's even in their tea. They'll have, like, tamarind ginger tea. Um, so I think it has a lot of health benefits to it as well. But yet, I agree. The oxtail is delicious.
0: Good, and it's good, good to thing know, uh, that you don't
1: need a knife. <laughs> I
0: was going to say good to know the uh, the tamarind is healthy. So I'm going to claim that my oxtail in this heavy peanut sauce was a healthy dish since it had tamarind in it. That's, that's what I'm going to tell myself.
1: Exactly. See, that's the way you got to think about it.
0: And I think this was the one where we did ask the waiter because we were – you suggested this, but we did ask because there was another – there was like a beef broth – stew that we were asking about, and we asked between those two, and the waiter said this was definitely the way to go, and then that made it a, a very easy decision for us. Yep. And then the last meal, so I mentioned we had a lot of rice and a lot of noodles. The last thing we had was the Adobe panchit which is wok fried thin noodles and again all kinds of like stir fry vegetables, and you can get it with your choice of meat. We did this with chicken, um, and it was like, you know, egg and scallions and celery and carrots and bok choy. Um, and then I was looking at the menu. It has some other. It has like black peppercorns and bay leaf and uh, tamari, which I did have to Google. Tamari is a uh, Japanese sauce made of soybeans, which uh, Google yep. tells me is usually thicker than soy sauce and made without wheat. So it's uh, it, you know a very similar soy uh, sauce kind of flavor. Um, so this was basically just like a chicken stir fry with noodles, uh, though, unfortunately, it did not have a ton of chicken in it. But I liked it. It was kind of a lighter dish. Sometimes stir fries really heavy with like big, thick noodles. But this was just those really thin, tiny noodles. Um, so it was not super filling. And it was it did have a nice uh, balance with some of the other things. Um, you know, I think a lot of times you get a stir, this much stir-fry and rice and you feel like you really, really overeat. Um, but I think it helps that this was uh, this kind of stir-fry with the thin noodles uh, meant that we didn't really have, uh, you know, too much in front of us. Um, so it was kind of a nice balance with everything else that we had on our plates.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, too. I It was fine. I wouldn't have eaten it and said, oh, this is Filipino food versus any other type of Asian noodle dish. But um, it was good. I, yeah. I enjoyed it.
0: I agree. So there were some things that we got that were, and, and I, I don't know if I said this at the top. I don't know that I've ever had Filipino food, actually. Um, you know, I, I like to think I've had uh, like all kinds of foods, but uh, you know, sometimes something comes up that's just been a blind spot that I've never tried before. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, this didn't feel like anything different from what I've had at other Asian restaurants. Um, whereas there were a couple other things we got that felt much more, uh, you know, classic Filipino that were, that was like a new experience and some different things that I got to try. The kare kare and the sizzling sisig and the lumpia, those are the kinds of things that really made the meal for me.
1: Yeah, that's, that's your classic Filipino meal right there.
0: All right. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, but let's, uh, we do, I mean, we have to talk about dessert, especially we left and walked five blocks to go get it. Uh, so um, at Jeepney is the name of the restaurant we went to, which is the sister restaurant. So, Emily, can you tell us about this really interesting, crazy dessert that we had? That, And, again, this is one of those things where other people are probably familiar with it, and I might just sound a little naive having not had it before, but it was my first time seeing it, and it was really interesting. So why don't you tell people what we got ourselves into?
1: Sure. So there's this dessert in the Philippines. It's called Halo-Halo, which is the Tagalog word for mix-mix. And I would describe it as just a bowl filled with crushed ice, coconut milk, and then the kitchen sink gets thrown into it. So uh, different places do it differently, but it's a, generally a combination of gelatin, so think big chunks of jello, uh, little pieces of flan. Sometimes there's fruit at the bottom, and then there's Rice Krispies on top red beans, and this version also had corn, which I know Mitch was really excited about the corn in there. (laughs) Excited is,
0: (laughs) we'll get there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then it's topped with, um, when I was in Manila, it was topped with ube, which is just a piece of purple yam. And at the place we went to, Jeepney, they actually topped it with an ube ice cream, which was a cool little twist on it that I didn't see when I was over in Manila, but I was really into it here, and you could eat this thing a million different ways. Uh the point of it is mix mix, so you kinda just go at it with your spoon and mix it up and take little bites of different things at a time and sometimes you don't really know what you're eating and it's yeah. sweet and it's cold <laughs> and it's,
0: it's So you you called it a bowl. It. it is a it is a heaping mound. Uh, the the shaved ice is a, is just a big, probably the biggest part of it by volume. And then the ube ice cream was on top. I loved the ube ice cream uh, and it's got this like bright purple color. I would have been very happy just eating a dish of ube ice cream for dessert and maybe not mixing all this other stuff in. It was just, but then you mix it in with all the shaved ice. And like you said, and, and a lot of it made sense. Now I'm not a big, I don't like coconut. There are some things I'll eat that has coconut in it. Um, So, like, the coconut milk and whatever and the shaped coconut, I was okay. The Rice Krispies, the gelatin, there was, like, a syrup of some kind. Like, that stuff is all fine. It got a little weird with, like, red beans and literally – and, you know, and I've had red beans. Like, I've had red bean ice cream at Japanese places. The corn was – that threw me off. (laughs) Um, I don't know that I've ever seen corn in a dessert like that before. Um I was glad to have a taste. I would have loved to just eat the ube ice cream, and I was glad to try this and mix it all up. And it was a lot of fun, obviously. Um, And, you know, we're on our uh, third or fourth drink of the night at this point. We also – we all got, uh, like, fun cocktails at this place. Uh, So, you know, it was a good time. But it was – it threw me off a little bit to be eating uh, corn and coconut together in my dessert ice cream. I'll uh, leave it at that. But a, a lot of the individual ingredients, like the gelatin was good, the ice cream was good. Uh, but overall, it was uh, felt a bit much. I think uh, I think your analogy of the kitchen sink is a bit accurate, and uh, I I don't think people usually use that expression in the most <laughs> positive way, unfortunately. But it was cool, and uh, glad I got to try it.
1: Yeah, it's it's really popular over in Manila. Even the waiter said when he was dropping them off at our table uh, the other night. He said if, if someone comes in here and they, they don't eat hollow hollow, their family thinks that there's something wrong with them. So it's a very classic dessert over there. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that you grow up eating it and it's the best. And if you've never seen it before like you did, you kind of look at it and go, huh, this is different.
0: But I'm not to sure it.
1: why this happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was a willing participant, though. It's not like I was timid or diving. I dove right in. It was just. Oh yeah, you
1: you mixed you guys mixed that up way quicker than I mixed mine up. That's for sure.
0: All right. Well, Emily, thanks. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to try the food. I'm glad you got to come on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on, and I'm glad I was able to uh, open your palate to some new cuisine. I know that's hard to find with you, so I'm glad that I got to uh, experience that with you. It was a lot of fun.
0: All right. Well, thanks, and uh, I'm sure we will eat together again soon. (laughs) Definitely.
1: Thanks so much,
0: Mitch. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you're new, you should go back and check out all my previous episodes. Many are just me by myself. A bunch of them have guests like Emily. The ones by myself tend to be much shorter. I usually run long when I have other people to talk to. You can subscribe in iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. While you're at it, write me a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and make sure you give me five stars. Follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter and Instagram or search for Mitch Goldich on Facebook. Then you'll get pictures to go along with every episode. Plus, you can leave comments and contact me there. You can also follow at Pod on Instagram, which is my account just for this podcast. You can also email me, MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. Make sure you tell all your friends to check out the podcast, too. And I'll talk to you again real soon.